You are a child's plaything! You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead in your mind. Hey, Jay. Hey, Q. What's happening? Not a whole lot. Well, I mean, a lot's happening in the world, but like right now in the writer's room, not a whole lot. Well, the humans left, and we've come to life. As per our normal routine as when we record these. Yes. Because normally we are cardboard cutouts such as our friend Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. Well, I'm a mannequin from 1984's Mannequin. Wait, wait, wait. So does that mean down there it's like, like a Ken doll? Like smooth as a baby's tummy. Wow. That's yeah. incredibly Which smooth. is weird that I have a baby. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> How does that even work? Magic. magic. <laughs> the magic of Pixar. The magic of Pixar. <laughs> that was the worst segue ever. <laughs> Wasn't it? Segways are hard. Moody and stuff. I love your stuff. Weird stuff. Sensitive stuff. Taxi stuff. Evil stuff. Piggling little stuff. Heavy stuff. Big boy stuff. Super cool stuff you wouldn't understand. <laughs> How about that Pixar? How about them animated? I'm pretty excited about this. This is something that you and I both super love. Oh, man. When it comes to animation, it's hard to beat Disney anyway. Like, yeah. you know, I grew up with Aladdin and Lion King and Jungle Book. Jungle Book was one, and I'm not ashamed to admit this, that uh, there was one summer when I was probably like seven or eight. I think I watched Jungle Book three times a week every week of the summer. I just love that movie. A ton. And then Aladdin is one of my favorites. Lion King is so good. But, you know, once Pixar kind of picked up the reins mm -hmm. of being the premier animation studio, thanks, Steve Jobs. Thank you. Top. <laughs> Top. <laughs> Looking down at us. I love that. Pouring a little out for our homies. <laughs> Pouring a little out for our homies. But, yeah, I mean, Pix with, with Toy Story... I mean, it just, Toy Story was on one of my lists in a previous episode totally. for anthropomorphized animals or movies. Um, it's just... They have a way of capturing just heart and soul and humor that I don't think a lot of other studios really understand. I mean, and uh, Lieutenant Lassiter is just <laughs> hes the, the best, helm. as what uh, we are supposed to say. <laughs> right. right. That's the mandate. As from, we call Sir Lassiter. Right. Um, I, I'm going to add to that statement in just saying that um, I think – they are one of the only studios that their um, their acquisition by Disney when it happened didn't surprise me whatsoever because they're the only animation studio that I've ever seen that has come close. Or, uh, I'm not not even come close. That's that's a terrible understatement. Has matched the level of magic that Disney seems to capture in their movies. Right. That like undescribable non-tactile thing that they right. just have. Um, and, you know, there's a bunch of, like, you know, that's not to say that, like, DreamWorks animation hasn't had some awesome stuff. Or, right, I mean, they know. have. I mean, you've, you've got to look at, like, Kung Fu Panda and some movies like that. I mean, they're, they've done some incredible work. Right. I mean, Laika, Laika, yep. Laika, Laika. 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 I mean, they've done some amazing things with Coraline yeah. and the Box Trolls, which was exactly. amazing. You know, they have found a way to capture their own sort of magic. But it feels like their thing. It does. And Pixar... While it almost feels regressive, it's like, oh, they captured the Disney magic, but not in a bad way, no. not 
not in the, oh, they're copying Disney. No. They've just been able to capture that heart. Like when you watch the old Robin Hood yeah. cartoon, you just have that sense of joy. Even though there's, there's bad guys and there's villains and there's things that come up, there are things that Disney animation was able to do that things like, you know, however much we love Don Bluth, they weren't able to <laughs> oh, capture. Don, you my boy, <laughs> Don Bluth. Oh, good old Don Bluth. Like they... While those movies are fantastic and Secret of Nim, we've already talked about, yeah. they're they're fantastic films, but there's just an element of of mysticism and whimsy and joy and magic that Disney's able to capture that I don't think any any other studio besides Pixar has been able has to do. That. So that merger is perfect. Yeah. And at this point, it's almost impossible to tell them apart. In my opinion, they're, they're synonymous. It's it's Pixar, <laughs> like, Disney, Disney, Pixar. Like with Tangled and. Uh, Frozen, Zootopia, right. those to me are Pixar level good. Well, that's In because, as you had stated, Fuhrer John Lasseter um, <laughs> has has uh, has taken over the Disney animation department. Yeah. So when they merged Pixar into Disney, he became the head of Disney animation. Right. He's Don Lasseter. Right. <laughs> he is Don Lasseter. King Lasseter. <laughs> Uh, Let's just see how many times yeah. with the different regal <laughs> names we I'm can totally come up with for John with Lasseter yeah. throughout the I'm course of this that. episode. Um, Senator Lasseter. Uh, <laughs> President Lasseter. He, he, he took over and... Um, now, I mean, you look at the quality of, because uh, let's be honest, some of the uh, digitally animated Disney offerings pre the acquisition of Pixar, like Chicken Little. Chicken Little, Princess and the Frog, not Correct. my favorite. Some of those, not great. But it feels like, it, and I don't even know how this is possible, John Lasseter brought Disney back to Disney? <laughs> hey, let it go. Okay. <laughs> I will. Okay. And I'll let it go. Just like my favorite Disney princess, all over you. <laughs> that got <Gross>. weird. <laughs> oh, I feel so spent. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I, I do. know that I know that's a weird statement, but it, he did. I feel like they bottled the Disney magic, then Disney acquired it, and they brought it back to some of the projects yeah. where Disney was missing their own kind well, of heart and I kind magic. Of I kind of feel like, you know, after the golden age of Disney, if you know, you think of that string, what are you doing? Uh, just so everybody knows, that is not a huge rip off of bong. That is actually my water bottle that I'm drinking. Quentin is not taking a huge hit off of bong. Nor is he sucking a huge dick. All right, so <laughs> back to Pixar. But so if you take the golden age of Disney, what I would consider basically like Jungle Book, 101 yeah. Dalmatians, through, you know, Lion King, Mulan, and some of those, like that yeah. golden age in the 90s of, of Disney films, they captured some sort of magic that when the early aughts came and the technology started to boom, they sort of lost that. Yeah, it was like and a they, whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a fun episode. Um, but then when Pixar came out, they were able to bottle that in the digital production with Toy Story, and they were able to find a way to do it without being a musical, um, and they were able to do it in a way that they could tell... Although Completely it did have different. some awesome Randy Newman songs. I mean, you got a friend <laughs> in me. <laughs> and... Oh, no, Which is our theme song, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you they kind of captured that magic and that ability to do that. And I think that Disney got scared of the technology and then tried to adopt that digital art form, right. not really realizing that the medium itself wasn't inherent to their storytelling. Sure. So where they would be able to take 
you know, a Hamlet story and tell it with lions in Sahara, they were able to capture that heart because they were telling a story through a medium they knew. This one was like, oh, they now people really like digital computer animation, so... Yeah, let's, let's, just, <laughs> let's just show them stuff. Let's get that kid from Scrubs and do Chicken Little. Well, that's what I'm saying. So to bring it, and that's, I'm glad you, you left there, but um, with Chicken Little, I mean, it also felt, too, that they tried to pull a DreamWorks in the sense where they were like, we need to just get more like pop culture reference mm-hmm. and that's what people are really into right, right now. But that's not what Disney's always been about. It's Disney not. has been about humor without having to be on the nose about like, look at this hilarious thing about this TV episode you might have watched <laughs> last week that in three years from now is no longer going to be a relevant joke. You know what I mean? They've always captured yeah. a timeless magic, and that's what's always made them so special is those right. things are forever. Do you want to watch a movie that's kind of like Jimmy Neutron? Yeah. No. no. Watch it anyway. <laughs> Here's with chickens. <laughs> right. It was, and so I'm glad that they got acquired, but I, I remember going to see Toy Story for the first time in the theater, and um, it actually harkened back to a, a smaller known movie that, that it reminded me of, of The Secret Life of Toys, which was a Henson project from my childhood. So it was a very similar setup in that it was toys that would come to life whenever their owner would leave the room. Have you ever which seen this a movie? Great, I, I th- I've seen the film once, but I don't know enough about it to hold a conversation and you know, about it. I love Henson. Oh, yeah, so of course. You love Henson. I'm I thinking mean, of movies that I know about that are similar to that, like Batteries Not Included sure. or Small Soldiers. Small Soldiers. <laughs> Small yeah. Soldiers with Ugh. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> the cinema classic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that that's on the top no. 100 films. <laughs> of animated films are slightly animated films. Of but that, that idea of toys coming yes. to life. I mean, even Robin Something Williams' that's been in toys. A lot of stuff. That Brave idea. Brave Little Toaster had yeah. you know, inanimate objects coming to life. But it, it was one of those. So it immediately resonated with me because that was a movie that I had seen in my childhood. Well, so. of course. I mean, with the... the the voice acting of Tom Hanks, uh, Tim Allen. I mean, it, <laughs> um, John Ratzenberger, who's in every, in every one of them. Uh, you know, being able to have a strong voice cast that you that you recognize, and I think people don't talk and give enough credit to casting directors, in my opinion. This is just a cinema-wide idea, but the idea of having the right person in the right role, you know, the idea that they knew what Woody stood for, that what kind of personality he was going to have, and that Tom Hanks could embody that better than anyone on the planet. Sure. I think that allowed audiences to immediately connect with the story. And then it being a story of, like, do my toys? So what you were toys? saying is like basically the casting directors were like they they watched Philadelphia and were like this guy needs to be a cowboy toy in this children's movie. Because you remember that movie sold. where that kid grows up to be Tom Hanks and as a thirteen year old fucks that girl. <laughs> right. Let's have him be yeah. a kid's toy. And then maybe we'll give the cowboy AIDS. Yeah. And then like a space the space guy. How about that coke riddled comedian? <laughs> Perfect. I yeah. love it. Sold. Yeah. Done. And that's what got them greenlit. <laughs> greenlit <laughs> to the door. And then they're like, how about, you know what, just for added flavor, Norm from Cheers. <laughs> or no, then, not, not, it's not Norm. I Norm is the big fat guy. Yeah. Who's the mailman? That's John The big fat guy? No. <laughs> from Cheers? <laughs> no. 
I can't remember his name. The mailman uh, from Cheers. Yeah, that's before our that time. Joke John Ratzenberger. You know, the guy from Pixar movies. Exactly. And they were like, you know what would be great for every Pixar movie? John Ratzenberger. And people were like, yeah, which has actually been a great I feel like that's guy. an interesting sell. Like, they went, <laughs> they went in with a very strange casting choice. And we're just like, you know what? I got this plan. Sh they did shared universe before Marvel did shared they universe. They did. They're like, John Ratzenberger, he's the Iron Man of the Pixar universe. <laughs> Except in every movie, he's going to play a different character right. and probably have two lines. Like in... Like in um, oh, shit, but what if they're not different characters? What if they're just, like, reincarnated John Ratzenberger? Like <laughs> so the pig from Toy Story dies, dies somehow, somehow and becomes reincarnated as the snowman. In Monsters, Inc.? Yes. And then he dies after freezing to death in the Arctic and becomes reincarnated as that semi-truck that, that drives Lightning McQueen in cars, right? And then he's something in Bug's life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, then he dies and becomes the Manta Ray teacher, yeah. Mr. Ray and yeah. uh, Finding Nemo. Oh, man. Finding Dory's coming out. I'm Soon. super excited about I, this movie. So far, it's getting really good reviews. I am I'm pumped to go see it. Um, because as much praise of, as we've lumped on Pixar in this one, we do have to admit that when it comes to sequels, most recently, <laughs> and I will throw this one far under the uh, anthropomorphic bus, <laughs> Cars 2 was awful. It and was a planes was even worse. It was a tear and they had a they even did a planes too. Did you watch that? <laughs> no. Why okay. would I do that to myself? I, I watched that because my children are sadists. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, we well, should watch this, Daddy. And you're like, no. Uh, it was like slow motion. I did in the rain. Hands I did, up. I, my no was so loud. George Lucas came back and had me ADR the voice. <laughs> For Darth Vader in in the the redux of oh, Star man. Wars. That's what I did. I fell to my knees and just shouted no. Outside, and I'll make the statement, outside of Toy Story, there are very few good Pixar sequels. I will agree. Yes, I'll agree with that statement. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what other... Okay, so hold on. Refresh my memory. What have they done sequel-wise. Oh, Monsters University was not good either. Uh, yeah, it was It uh, was almost there, but it just, it was more of like a Tate made-for-TV movie. Yeah. And so it was a good made-for-TV movie. I feel good like Nickelodeon what, special. I feel like that's what, uh, that's what sh Cars 2 should have been as well. It felt like a very direct-to-DVD, like, like now there's Disney. super spies for no reason. Like a mid-afternoon Disney XD special. Right, right. That, like, maybe a few thousand people will catch it, but, you know, they're just pumping it out to pump out that sweet Cars merchandise <laughs> to keep like, that backpack train rolling. It, it just gets debuted after a marathon of Hannah Montana, and they're like, here's this thing we made. Hey, do you remember Cars from a couple years ago? Good. Watch this. <laughs> you like Owen Wilson? Here's this other the movie, <laughs> but I'm glad to see that they're kind of uh, what appears from all the trailers and press stuff that I've seen. Finding Dory seems to be returning to that special, yeah. you know, Toy Story two, Toy Story three realm where it feels like they actually took the time to make a necessary. Not even I won't say necessary because Finding Nemo left in a place where you're like I'd be fine yeah, if it could, there it was could not be another done. movie. But it, I feel like they kind of cracked that nut of like. This is a story that could be interesting, right. you know what I mean? And not for just selling extra pool toys. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. And I, I truly believe this about Pixar. And the reason that I'll poo-poo a lot of their sequels is because most of them do not feel earned. 
Yeah. There's no reason to have them. So at the end of Cars, everyone's happy. They're living in Radiator Springs or whatever, and they're you know it, it, the story is done. There's yes. no need for them to go to Europe and become spies. Not There's no all. need to give. Uh, What's his uh, cable guy, Bill? Oh, <laughs> Larry, Larry the cable, cable guy. guy. There's no need to give him more money. Mater? Yeah. So there's no need for that. But Toy Story feels earned because the first one is almost an origin story for Buzz. Yeah. Like, it's basically the first Iron Man. Yeah. If you think of it yeah. that way. Yeah, it's yeah. him coming to the realization of who he is and what he stands for and finding a community that Absolutely. he can be a part of. So there's definitely stories that exist outside of that because we didn't know Woody's backstory. No. He obviously came from somewhere. We didn't know any of the others. Andy's going to grow up, so what happened? So there were there were earned elements of a story. Absolutely. Cars 2 did not have that. Cars Monsters, Inc. did not have that. And they, that's the reason they didn't have that is they understood that, and they did a prequel. Right. But even that was like, I, I, I think the Unnecessary. problem was, yeah, it just felt, the whole time, it felt like, um, I'm going to, I'll use my daughter as an example here. My daughter has this really terrible habit of when she hits upon a joke that makes the family laugh, she will repeat that joke about 38,000 more times rapid fire. I don't think that's just your daughter. I okay. think that's any child Perfect. under the age of 10. Well, that's what I feel like they did with that movie. They were like, oh, you liked this? Great. Here it is again. <laughs> but they're younger, so it's not the exact same thing. <laughs> Right. It's not the same movie because right. they're in school this time. Right. They're not at work. One of them has braces. <laughs> Obviously different. <laughs> You know, crazy <laughs> different. Yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like. And Remember so, how they're friends in this one? They don't like each other in this hey, one. What? Ah, Mind blown. We're going to show you how they grew to like each other. We're going to figure out how Mike Wazowski bought contacts. Right. <laughs> you don't, it's just things you don't care about. Right. It's just like that story. And to be perfectly honest, I, I would even go as far to say that in some circumstances, I definitely feel it with car two, Cars 2. I feel it cheapens the first one. Mm -hmm. Cars is not a bad no, Pixar movie. I feel it's like on it the gets a lot of flack because of the second one. Right. It gets a lot of flack because they took the story too far and tried to rely on the joke. Right. And then planes just diminish that universe even right. further. Right. You know, so things like Toy Story 2, when you have a story that's earned and something that you want to be a part of, it it definitely feels different because Toy Story 2 is completely different from Toy Story 1. Oh, I agree. 100%. And it's the characters have growth. As much as you're like, this is a children's movie, the characters still need to have growth. They need to have a point for being. Right. That's what makes a story at its core interesting. I don't, I don't want to watch... <laughs> Oh, God, you know what I just realized? What? Our show has no core. <laughs> <laughs> we have no growth. We can do the same thing we are over and over, over again. We're like, hey, remember this joke? We're going to do it again. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, my God, we're DreamWorks. <laughs> Wait, are we DreamWorks? <laughs> hey, oh, my God, you know what I just realized? Different than I realized a few minutes ago? We're DreamWorks. <laughs> you ever wake up and realize... Damn it, I'm DreamWorks. <laughs> you hashtag, ever have one of those DreamWorks Hashtag, I'm DreamWorks. I'm DreamWorks. <laughs> shit, I'm DreamWorks. <laughs> yeah. But if you could put a comma in hashtags, it would be shit, comma, I'm DreamWorks. <laughs> I'm DreamWorks. Which is shit, I'm DreamWorks. <laughs> fuck grammar. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag fuck, fuck grammar. grammar. <laughs> but, That's um, a better one. But, yeah, I mean, 
it uh, it definitely and it and it sucks that they do that because mm-hmm. um, I actually really enjoyed Cars when it came out. I saw that yeah. one in the theater too. I um, Lightning McQueen. John Lasseter's story about how they kind of came up with that when he was taking a family vacation down Route 66 and he was just taken by the the countryside and the sights and and right. the small mom and pop gas stations that he would pass along the way and he fell in love with that so he had a reason to tell this story he was like i want to tell something that kind of captures that magic you know what i mean and then and so he was like let's do it with and let's be honest disney has had uh, anthropomorphized cars back from some of the original Disney tunes. I'm sure you saw this one growing up. There was one where um, they had like an animated dad car and a mom car. Oh, yeah. and they had a baby car. Yeah. And it was like their I don't know how life. that happened. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody got in the tailpipe. <laughs> that's talking. all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> this is a got super the, explicit got it up podcast. The <laughs> got it up the tailpipe. But, um, I like that. But so once again... Damn, now it's uh, this is like therapy for me that I'm talking through everything because just like the Secret Life of Toys, th- the cars really resonated to me because I loved that cartoon. I used to love watching late mm-hmm. night Disney Channel. They would play all the old Disney tunes. My favorite ones were the the goofy ones where he would try different sporting and it was like the announcers <laughs> like today make sure you cold your skis like this. <laughs> so little known fact very known to you because you know me, but I worked for an electric uh, electronics company for a while. <laughs> yeah. Terrible, terrible experience. <laughs> terrible, terrible experience. But one of the most awesome things that we ever had was when I was working on the sales floor, very 40-year-old virgin style, um, we had a demo disc that we would play in all of our big screen HD TVs, and we got one from Disney that was a goofy sets up his home theater system. And oh, it I know was that one. amazing. I love that one where he gets set up in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're talking about surround sound systems. And so every single day at about two or three o'clock, I would have Disney time, and I would go and pop a squat on the couch, <laughs> and I would lean back, and I would watch Goofy get tangled in those wires, and it still made it's me laugh. It's funny every single time. Right. The one where he goes water skiing is funny. The one where he plays baseball is hilarious. Oh, yeah. And, and they're so, all good. So back to, wow, that wow. was a weird we tangent. Went, we went somewhere. <laughs> we, went, we, we went deep, deep into right. Goofy. We took and an that's what off ramp when we were talking about cars. <laughs> uh, See what I did there? No, I hate that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we... uh. So, but about cars, it, it was it was beautiful scenery. It was really well done, and it, it yeah, it was it was a time worn story. Yeah. I mean, the young cocky guy has to learn a lesson about life, and that he is not the most important thing, and he needs to realize that friendship in town is the most important thing. Or it's whatever. basically if Ferris Bueller was a car. <laughs> yes, that is exactly <laughs> correct. Yes, uh, he is the sausage king. He so, is the sausage know. king. Um, but, but I mean, for me. You know, we're talking about Finding Dory and, and, and Pixar sequels and just Pixar in general. But, you know, there are some some of those Pixar movies, definitely some of the ones that are my favorites. I've honestly been thrilled thus far that they haven't made sequels for them. Like, yeah. and I know Incredibles is coming out like uh, I'll just go ahead and say this. Incredibles is my favorite Pixar movie. OK, well, that was actually <laughs> going to be my I was going to ask you what. So then while you're talking about it, what are you what's your feeling about them doing a sequel to that? I 
I'm very trepidatious, I'll be honest. But I was also very trepidatious about finding Dory. And the reason was, is what everything we've been talking about, I was not convinced that there was an earned reason to have a continuation of the Finding Dory story or a Finding Nemo story because Marlin finds Nemo, they make new friends, they bring back, Marlin grows, Nemo grows, Dory forgets everything. Story over. (laughs) Story over. I, I kind of figured that that was it. So when I heard it was Finding Dory, I was like, shit, they're taking a comedic side character and they're going to try and build a sequel around a comedic side character that, and that rarely ever works because that's what Cars 2 did is they tried to make Mater the highlight because, oh, everybody likes Mater and Larry the Cable Guy's dumb fucking jokes. So, (laughs) So with this one, I was very, very scared. But then when I heard what the premise was and especially now when reviews are coming out and saying like, well, what they're really doing is investigating how Dory's life was truly impacted by what's technically a disability is her short-term memory loss. Like, what does that do to the fact that she has a family? (laughs) What does that do to the fact that she has somehow survived up until this time? And focusing on that aspect of it, I was like, okay, that's a story that's earned. That's something that can be that can be truly used to tell a good story, just like the the, the Toy Story ones. Yeah, but what I think is, <clears throat> too, um, f- from what I'm hearing, I mean, you're thinking about it wrong because, I mean, all along, Finding Nemo is a prequel story to Finding Dory. <laughs> like, it was just a really long setup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this kid got lost and his mom died yeah. and boohoo. But here's the real money. We got a retarded fish. <laughs> we got this retarded right. fish who hosts a talk show. All right, but nobody wants, nobody's going to be accepting of a retarded fish up front, so we're going to have to like introduce him slowly through this other movie that we don't really give a shit about. Yeah. Uh, father loses a son, father finds a son, blah, 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 blah. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom, Dory. Fish. <laughs> All right. Finally, the United States is ready for a retarded fish. Right. They had to like wait it out. I'm it was gl- the long I'm play. glad that we've matured enough as that a we've nation. seen like retarded frogs and retarded right. robots. Now we're Lightning ready for bugs. a fish. Lightning bugs. Right. We're right. ready for a fish. But you know, I was re- I was reading a, an interview with the guy who wrote it, and he was saying that he felt like it was appropriate because we don't know why Dory knows how to speak whale. Yeah, you know, she obviously had a family. Like, what what happened to them? How was her life affected by not like, having short term memory loss? Yeah. So it does feel earned. So coming circling back to your question about how I feel about Incredibles, yes. Incredibles two, 2, is that I feel like if there's a way to earn that, that the story is not just hey superheroes again because superheroes are da 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 powers, <laughs> but like. You know, nowadays superheroes are, you turn around every corner. We've had two or three episodes already on our podcast alone what? about superheroes. So that to are me you saying, is are you saying dangerous. It's, it's getting a little worn? It's getting <laughs> a little tired, um, especially just for us. Right. But so I'm afraid <laughs> that they're riding those uh, cape tails, if you will. Yeah. To, I will definitely. To an area great. where I, I hope it's not just a grab for for play. So my favorite one, my favorite Pixar movies, just in case you were curious, uh, are Incredibles and Bugs Life. All right. One, Bugs Life is up there because I love everything Kevin Spacey has ever done. And I think he's one of the best Pixar villains that has ever 
been made. I can get behind. And I that. love the scene when he, you know, when he's explaining, oh, if one stands up, it's not a big deal, but if a million stand up, they outnumber us a million to one. I love that scene, and um, and Kevin Spacey's performance is just fantastic, and the movie is beautiful. So Bugs Life and Incredibles to me are are kind of top echelon. And I loved up until this last year that they had never even attempted to do sequels because I feel like those movies are sort of perfect in what they in what they are. Sure. And so I'm I'm holding out hope that it can be good because Finding Dory is good. I'm hoping that Lassiter is involved. I'm hoping that some of the other A-listers are involved and it's not a planes. Sure. If Dane Cook is in it, I won't watch it. <clears throat> even so, if he does his his best like, you know, uh, his best Louis, Louis C.K. C.K. impression? <laughs> no, I, I won't care. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating positivity towards it. I'm sending good thoughts that That's way, fair. and I'm just kind of waiting to see what they do with it. And now, see, I think that puts you in a different, a different place than me because I'm actually approaching it from a different angle. Because it, you know, if we're listing our favorite Pixar movies, one of my favorites is Toy Story 2, which is a sequel. It is. So I'm already behind the fact that I know that Pixar can do a really good sequel. Mm. Now let me um, ask, did you like two better than three? Mm. I thought three was beautiful. I don't, actually. Those, and this is going to be really weird, those are actually my top two. Really? Yeah. Um, I think Toy Story 2 was uh, an amazing show of... Um, depth. It added so much more depth. It took a story that was already kind of heavy for a kid's story of this toy, like if for in the first one, this toy coming to the realization that he's a toy. <laughs> he does. He exist. is not a person. I mean, that's some heady, you know, stuff. But it, he is Mrs. Buttersworth <laughs> yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, when he had like the apron on him. I am Mrs. But let's go with Buttersworth. Buttersworth. <laughs> it's not right. Nesbit. Nesbit. He's like drunk. Do you yeah. realize that's a drunken rage that he's in? He's yeah. drinking imaginary tea, tea. Yeah. but he is definitely drunk. Like he's your drunk uncle At saying the like, dinner table. The, the plant let me go. <laughs> they don't know who I am. I'm right. Billy Scarsborough. <laughs> and they're like, sir, Uncle Billy, go sit down. But he gets so mad about <laughs> it. Like, it's, it's like Uncle Buzz. He's like, I'm going to jump off this building and I can fly. It's like Uncle Buzz. No, get off the shed right. and here's some watermelon. Right. <laughs> that is Quit so, ruining Lisa's that is, birthday that party. That is very true. But it was um in the second one they they managed to take what was already a super heavy story and they made it even heavier in giving Woody's backstory and this sudden like not only now does he have a um an allegiance or a um a I'm just gonna let you spin. Th- yeah, I can't even think of the word. Uh, He's got a word. He 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 needs to be there for Andy, mm-hmm. but he also now feels a need from Jesse. This yeah. toy that's been abandoned and locked in a box for because toys years. don't age. Right. And he has this legacy that he didn't realize with Jesse and with right. Kelsey Grammer. And Andy's aging and like moving on. Right. And the movie starts with them thinking they're getting sold. Right. Yeah, which yeah. is very, very scary. Right. And so it does add that element. And honestly, if you want to talk about deep themes, the third one to me, I thought oh, man. captured that even better because they end up, you know, spoiler alert, 
being given away at the end. Yeah. And I can't tell you enough and I can't express enough how much I would have been okay if they all died. Oh, like the scene we, we talked about this yeah. on, on our sequel episode. The scene where they're flowing down that yeah. river of trash into the incinerator and they reach out and grab each other's yeah. hands. I, I choke up. Yeah. I tear. And the first time I saw that, I was like, if this is how it ends. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually okay with, okay with yeah, that. Yeah. I have come to being able to excel. Like throughout the whole movie, I went from like the whole like stages of grief. Like I right. was shocked. And I was then sad. You I was angry. By that point. And finally near the end, I was like denial. I was like, there's no yeah. way they can do this. Yeah. That stuffed teddy bear can't win. But at the end, I was like, you know what? If this is it, you know, it's, it's been beautiful. a good ride. It's, it's been beautiful. a good ride, and I will join them in the yeah. fiery pit of doom. I just grabbed the person's hand next to me. It was weird because it was like a six-year-old girl, and her mom was like, stop it. And I'm like, it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I told you my story. I actually turned to the child sitting next to me, and I was like, do you, do you think they're going to die? And the kid was just like, mom, why is this guy talking to me? He's really <laughs> creeping me out. And then I was like, fuck you. It doesn't matter. I think they're going to die. <laughs> they're going to die. And the kid's like, mommy, why is this thing? And you're like shaking. You're like, they're going to die. And your own kid's like, dad, why aren't you talking <laughs> why to me? Are you not and you're like, me? shut up, you. <laughs> I, you were an accident. So <laughs> we, um, so that's a sad place to admit that <laughs> on the podcast, but immortalized forever. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. She wasn't an accident. She was very much planned and loved. So, but I would say, and it's a real tough one for me, one of the other ones that also dealt with super heavy themes, but I would have to say a close third, almost edging into that second spot, was Wally. I mm. cried in Wally. Like, I wept at the yeah. end. To watch these robots go through these with almost no dialogue. That's that's the most amazing thing about Wally to me is that the first I think like 55 to 60 minutes have almost no dialogue except for the movie that he watches and his little cockroach friend. Like there's almost nothing the about. Wait wait wait. Let me stop you. The movie the movie he watches is Hello Dolly. I know what which movie is a he wonderful musical. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Pixar. I don't care. It is a <laughs> musical and you will show it the respect that it deserves. Or the respect that it deserves. We'll talk about Hello Dolly when we do our musical episode later this year. Right now we're Fine. talking about Pixar and 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 I want to get into the conversation of how smart the Pixar writing is and how smart their universe building is. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of this Pixar theory that's been uh, going around? As online? a matter of fact, I did five minutes before recording <laughs> this episode because you and I, well, you showed me a video that you had seen of this mind-blowing, ultra-trippy, but exceptionally well-thought-out <laughs> Con connected universe. Theory. We'll talk about it, and we'll you know for the next like five or six minutes. But for anyone listening who's not aware of the Pixar theory, I want to do it for seven. Go seven minutes. No, <laughs> eight and a half. Eight seventeen is my final offer. Nine minutes sold. I suck at bartering. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, want, there's a video online if you just search, uh, search the Pixar theory and go to YouTube. There's a fantastic video to watch. We're not going to do it justice, but I would encourage everyone to. But basically, the theory is that every Pixar movie takes place in the same universe but in just different time periods. Yep. So starting with Brave, 
back in old, old Scotland. Back in old Scotland times. Back in the days. Back in the days when we did the, the Scotlands had to walk up two flights of stairs like, both ways in the I like summer. how your, your, your Scottish elder is clearly a southern, <laughs> a southern old man. Well, back in the day, you see, back in Scotland, when we were working on them cotton farms and drinking mint juleps. Shouldn't you do, shouldn't you do more of a Sean Connery? Like, welcome back in the day when yeah. we were going through this. Well, let me try again. Back on our plantations <laughs> in Scotland. Perfect. When we were working with cotton and the mint juleps. Spot on. <laughs> <laughs> but it takes place back then, and there's the old witch who can go through doors, and she magically disappears. The theory is that that magic enables animals and inanimate objects to come to life, which we watch the woman turn into a bear, et cetera, et cetera. So fast forward millennia, you see Ratatouille, where animals and rats are portraying human characteristics. You got Toy Story, where they're portraying human characteristics when humans aren't around. You know, going through where uh, up... Where the scientist un- reveals that you know he, he he like animals are smarter than they can, so he makes right. devices that they, so can, they can talk. Communicate. And then you have the Incredibles, where the villain creates the AI machine, so now machines start taking over, causes the apocalypse that happens in and Wally. Then AI AI machines develop the by and large company yeah. and destroy the, the world. world, which leads to Wally, and then Wally. Uh, regenerates the humanity, the fat humans in space, brings them back down. They live on this wasteland planet and obviously mutate into, into monsters, monsters who are then running out of energy and have to create doors to go back in time to harvest energy from humans, bringing Boo into the future where she realizes what's going on and she spends the rest of her life looking for magic doors, growing up to be none other than the witch from Brave, like Holy I said. Holy fucking shit balls! That's actually that's the amazing. tagline of the new Finding Dory movie. Finding Dory. Holy fucking shit balls! <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's great. Which is weird because you know what? They, uh, yeah, Ellen DeGeneres is not religious that. or a fan of balls <laughs> at all. Anyway. At all. So it's weird that they would connect them like that. But yeah, the Pixar theory I think is just brilliant. Now I can't say that Pixar did that on purpose, but I can tell you that they do connect all of their movies. So you see oh, the car sure. from. Toy Story and the Planet. Um, uh, I almost said Planet Pizza Fit- Planet. I almost said Planet Fitness, but I knew that was wrong. But yeah, Pizza Planet truck is in a bunch of them. Yeah. In the third Toy Story, Andy has a postcard from the couple from Up. Yep. In Boo's bedroom, she has the ball from mm-hmm. some Pixar short films, and I think even the Pixar lamp is in her yep. room. And then in Brave, one of the wood figurines in the witch's cabin are Mike Wazowski and, right. and Sully. So they have honestly built something that all connects together. And John Ratzenberger, don't forget. Yes, John and John bringing our episode <laughs> full circle. <laughs> right. And Perfect. so, um, but yeah, I just think it's, it's so brilliant. You know, Pixar is in my opinion, top tier when it comes to movie studios and movie production. Um, I can't wait for Finding Dory to come out because I do believe it will live up to the sequel right. nature of Toy and Story 2. And by when it comes out, you mean today. today. The so day that Everyone this is should airing. go see it. Yes. Right, right, right now. now, today. Turn, go ahead and turn the episode because off. Because we're, we're basically done. done. We're done talking about Pixar. Stop what you're doing. Go see what I'm sure is going to be an amazing Pixar addition to the no. oh, the oeuvre, if you will, of Pixar movies. Go see it. We're gonna go see it. We're gonna go see it right now. And if I could, if I can end with um, a common catchphrase that that I that just resonates with my heart, and I think that will resonate with, within the world of Disney. 
um, you know, uh, to infinity and, and fuck cars too. Oh, I was going to say beyond. No. Yep. Fuck cars too though. Thank you guys very much for joining us for this latest episode of High Five, the other stuff too. And if you want to connect with us, you can find us online at www.highfivethepodcast.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash highfivethepodcast. All words, all lowercase, all typed with your penis. Exactly. Or you can also find us on the Twitters at high the number five the podcast is that it i think hi so, yeah. number five the podcast it is uh and then you can also find us on the instagrams yeah that grammy gram do people still use that is that still a thing i don't think that was ever a thing oh the grammy grams like instagram people use right. the terminology right. grammy grams never use oh but if you don't have a penis to type with you can use your fingers fingers are fine fingers are fine Hey, Mr. Grumpy Gills. When life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? I don't wanna know what you gotta do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim, swim. Dory, no singing. Ha, 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 I love to swim in. Dory. When you want to swim, you want See, to See, I'm gonna get stuck on. now with that song. Now it's in my head. Sorry. <laughs>